0: Welcome to the Lounge. Today on the show, I have Frederico Sones from Araucana Media. We're talking about his kick-starting game right now, Nibiru, which is amazing, looks gorgeous, um, it sounds awesome. We should all go check that out, Uh, N-I-B-I-R-U, so you can check it out during the show. And, um, this is the season finale for The Lounge. Um, we'll talk more about that after the break, but right now, enjoy talking to Frederico. How are you doing?
1: Okay. Uh, I'm doing fine. Uh, I mean, the the weather is not the best, uh, but that's kind of like a constant in London. Um. (laughs) So yeah, uh, just just trying to relax a bit from from the super hectic Kickstarter days. Uh, mm-hmm. So yeah, <laughs> that's that's the mood at the moment.
0: That's understandable. Um, now you've you've hit goal. Uh, you have your what a couple grand over your goal at this point, right?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's that's the thing.
0: Um.
1: That's. Uh, but but even with that, it, it's like uh you 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 could you can never stop because at right. the end of the day you want to this is your one chance to get the book as handsome as it could for for the people uh, so yeah that's.
0: 100% um but i'm i'm first of all allow me to congratulate you congratulate you on hitting goal um with 21 days to go though that's a that's awesome man um yeah <laughs> Uh, that's, you know, and I know you, you can't relax and you, you know, you gotta, you gotta keep pushing and pushing and, uh, and, and, and get, get as much as you can. Um, I, I would just like to make sure that that you are aware that, uh, the, the word that, that jumped into my head when I saw the art in this book was sexy. This looks gorgeous. (laughs) I mean, (laughs) yeah. It's um, it's Alexey uh, Alexei, uh Tretikov.
1: Did I say that right?
0: Yeah, Alexei Tretikov. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, and he's your lead artist. Uh,
1: so we have. It's kind of like a a team effort. Uh, okay. I mean, uh, it's uh, because of course the art is kind of like organized under categories. So you have artists that generally like when you do art direction, you have artists that uh, are specialized in locations and kind of conveying a certain atmosphere. There's more like character artists and creature design. So uh, Alexei did the kind of like the first concepts and then continued onwards with with some of the, uh, and did some of the most evocative uh, uh, illustrations for example, one that uh, pops uh, to mind, like and to people's, uh, people just uh, mention it like very often, is the one where there's like a guy with a bat, uh, with like a baseball bat, and and kind of like illustrating the memory mechanic. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's a team effort between him, uh, Daniel Liang, and Maher Rodriguez. Uh, those are three kind of like main uh, 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 persons in 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 art.
0: Fantastic. Well, yeah, and and the the work, you know the so, when I downloaded the quick start guide, I open it up, and um, I'm a sucker for a, a a science fiction cover that has like, you know, just a an energy thing happening and mostly darkness. And mm-hmm. like, I saw that, and I'm like, oh, this is this is this is perfect. This is the kind of thing I like mm-hmm. to see with science fiction, and it kind of conveys that. You know, the that that aspect of sci fi that I enjoy of of seeing there's the a light a light in the darkness, you know. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. and and it just it just it just looks really, really nice. Um, and you you you're credited with layout as is uh Nazareno,
1: mm-hmm.
0: Palmejana? Palmejana. yeah yeah <laughs> um uh so the layout you know it, i it, just to convey to to our to our listeners um the the layout is is really great I, if you're a listener right now and you have a chance go go get the quick start um <laughs> and
1: uh i mean the, yeah layout wise that the quick start guide was was kind of the first of, Tim, uh, i wouldn't say it's it's really uh a, a, a super solid layout play uh, if if you see there's uh in the, in the kickstarter there's uh, actual stills from what like the mm-hmm. uh the inside of the uh, of the book and i think that we've we've done like a pretty big leap forwards with regards to to layout but yeah
0: <laughs> oh yeah definitely um yeah those those stills are i'm i'm looking forward to this book um, so let's, let's talk about like, when, when, uh, how did this come to you?
1: Um, well, it, it kind of happened when, uh, like probably about five or six months after I moved to London because, uh, I moved to London about three years ago, um, uh, basically from, from Argentina. Um, and I wanted to be an actor at the beginning, but then I realized, hey, half of my suitcase is full of role playing games. Uh, and, uh, I, I, I kind of uh, ended up settling for, for this because I felt like the, Kind of creative work that I was doing with world building at the time that, that I had all these ideas was more for fulfilling for me, uh, personally. So I started doing basically sketches, uh, at like a cafe and uh, tried trying to come up with an interesting theme that I'd like to, uh, both write, uh, do some world building, uh, and, and also design like mechanically for. And I think that uh, kind of combining the themes of uh, memory and uh, kind of like playing around with some of my like uh, inspirations with regards to sci-fi, which are more like the the, the old school uh, hard sci-fi, like Isaac Asimov, Alfred Fester, Arthur C. Clarke kind of stuff, uh, and kind of do this uh, this joint uh, thematic exploration. but One side is about... Uh, memory and the other side is about putting humanity uh, at like uh, and and its origins in a completely different landscape from uh, the one for like Earth, let's say, uh, and see how their ideas about nature, about society and, and all of these kind of uh, things uh, evolve in that different uh, environment. So, yeah.
0: And I mean, when, when you talk about... Um you know those the the hard sci-fi masters uh you know that 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 evokes a very specific thematic element um you know this mm-hmm. this you know I'll 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 say this this isn't Star Wars or Star Trek this is a very different yeah uh, uh approach to to science fiction um the I love the the concept of it being about memory um and and it mm-hmm. was funny cuz i was in the process of you know getting prepared for this i was in the process of kind of wrapping my head around that and i got that little piece of art where the the guys swinging away with with that bat and and has the the picture is a is a guy with a baseball bat swinging away and um and i thought and then, like that immediately like oh i understand now <laughs> how that how that works <laughs> um how did that how did that develop
1: uh so the memory system yeah um well it was i think there's a lot of uh of like if you gm before uh you probably and, and even if, if you've played uh i think there's so many people out there that uh for example want to bring uh their characters uh to life and and they they feel invested to a point that maybe uh they come up with all these ideas and they write them down and they take them to a session for example and and it's it's hard generally like uh gms have a hard time trying to get all of the that background into play uh Mm -hmm. when like you're 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 basically uh, storytelling something and a player arrives with like two pages of background something like that and you feel it's like that's amazing but it's it's kind of hard to bring into play um, and I think that there's like a creative potential within the uh, players as they they kind of uh, play at any kind of role-playing game that uh, kind of unveils and, uh, I wanted not only basically to serve the players that come with like the two pages background that, that already have all, they kind of have the story in their minds, uh, but also to facilitate, uh, people that they're, they're as creative, creative as them. Uh, it's just that they take a bit of like a, a push to, to bring that story forwards. Mm-hmm. Trying to create a system that encourages that kind of creative output. And, and try to give them tools not only to uh, write that background, but also to feel like that background has a, an impact on the story. Yeah. Uh, and that's where kind of like both the elements of like the the I remember part, of the, the background part of the memory entry and the effect come into place uh, as, as one, as, as the memory entry and, and the whole journal uh, kind of
0: thing. Yeah, and, and character creation very much feels like, like writing exercises, like, like the, mm-hmm. the, those, those things that, um, you know, I've, I've been writing for many years, uh, and I've, and I've run role-playing games for decades now. Um, and, mm-hmm. uh, so, so, you know, utilizing there, there's, there's, um, there's mental tools that you utilize that, a lot of people won't get to really access in the in the everyday lives. And when I was looking through that character creation, you know, the, some of the exercises I've used to get over uh, what what they call writer's block or, or something similar, it feels very much like that. Um, yeah, it, it, and that seems like a like like if this feels this feels as much like a tool as it does a game, I guess is what I'm saying.
1: Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and there's uh, different kind of like facets of, of the system that that kind of push towards that. It is not just a memory system. The whole idea of, of uh, the archetype, instead of being like a class or a profession or something like that, being uh, a sort of source for like, uh, for, like a background idea, mm-hmm. uh, So giving you a background to kind of play with, giving you context for the memories that you're going to write. Uh, that there, there's a lot of that stuff too, I think.
0: Yeah. Oh, de- definitely. I mean, it's, this is, this is a a, 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 way your character is a story, which I think is really, mm-hmm. really a, a really cool thing. Um, and now there's been, you know, I guess people will will talk about like how recently there's been this push on like more narrative games and and storytelling although i you know I can remember games from the nineties that that were trying to do some of that stuff um mm-hmm. in 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 let's say primitive ways <laughs> um <laughs> but what were your your kind of influences to get to this this point?
1: Mm, you know like uh, strangely enough i think that when it comes to uh role-playing games mm-hmm. they uh, like uh, other games were probably the the least important of my influences mm-hmm. um i i i've i've played mostly world of darkness uh mm-hmm. that that's that's mo- like mo- most of what i've uh what i've played uh uh, has been within like the World of Darkness. I've played uh, Warhammer, played the like the classics. I've uh, I've uh, done more of, like an indie uh, kind of like uh, campaign from time to time, like with the Fate Engine. I've tried or by the Apocalypse, etc. Uh, and I worked uh, in in the games industry. I, I do. Um, I'm uh, an assistant line manager for Medifius Entertainment. Oh, awesome! Uh, so I come into contact with yeah. <laughs> Uh, I come into contact with with, with systems uh, very often, but the the biggest inspirations I think were uh, well, first of all uh, these kind of like sci-fi authors, uh, and then uh, music. I think music is is a pretty big inspiration uh, for yeah. me. Uh, but yeah. <laughs>
0: huh. That's that's really okay. <clears throat> um, I can I can definitely. I can definitely see like a like a lyrical approach to this too um mm-hmm. I, uh, that's that's cool uh so um so let's let's you know you you played um i i think it's i think it's funny because a lot of times when I talk to people about like the games they played and everything. Uh, most people seem to say like the first thing they'll say is like Dungeons and Dragons. Um, And uh, you know, you said you, I I feel like you lumped that kind of like, I've played all the classics, Um, (laughs) but, uh, but I've played a lot, a ton of the storyteller games. um, Mm -hmm. And what I noticed is that the people that played the storyteller games with me would build these very, and this is probably a lot of maybe what, what got you thinking along the lines of what uh Nibiru is. Um, mm-hmm. The they'll, they'll build these stories and backgrounds and, and ideas and, and everything. Um, and I think that part of that is because that's so encouraging of that narrative. Mm-hmm. Um, was was this an attempt to basically say, okay well, you've got stats that that inspire narrative what if the stats were the narrative basically
1: yes uh yeah exactly uh so I wanted to kind of give um not just a narrative justification uh for for those mechanics, but I also wanted those justification to uh, justifications to feel uh, meaningful mm-hmm. uh so i think that uh in a way uh the system the the only real uh let's say influence like, like big influence uh, that that or or the big kind of like uh Mechanical standard uh, or mechanical pillar that that Nebu has, which is the task resolution system. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's very standard. You use dice, you look for a success, etc. And it, and you can basically explain that in two paragraphs. Um, but the idea was uh, that yeah, that you have this basic pool, and that uh, every new bit of background that you add to the character kind of changes or molds that pool depending on the situation. Mm -hmm. Um, And uh, yes, the the, the main point was to give a kind of mechanical edge to every bit of narrative and also to organize uh, that narrative into these kind of like smaller chunks of backstory uh, that you can easily refer to and that are basically organized thematically in a
0: way. I I also feel like conceptually, like this could be, utilized across a, a a very wide range of of um, mm-hmm. genres and 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 backgrounds and, and and you know game worlds is that purposeful yeah totally yeah
1: totally uh totally hitting the nail down uh yeah and 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 I've had people come in being like uh hey is this like uh, usable in, in like a fantasy setting uh or like a modern day setting and and it's like Sure. It's a, it's a game about amnesiacs, so you can set it uh whatever you want. Uh the memo system is is, is basically uh, very uh versatile in that regard.
0: That's that's amazing. Um uh, so let's let's talk though about the setting because uh I'm very excited to to learn more about um the world of Nibiru. Um uh so, it kind of okay. I'm going to ask you to kind of give me the um, the, the 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 pitch of of where it's set.
1: Okay, uh, so uh, Nibir is a space station uh, it orbits a particular uh, star, the star of Fomalhaut, which which is an actual place. Uh, there's uh, well, once you open the book, you'll see there's a picture uh, taken by NASA. Of the actual, um, of the actual uh, kind of star system, um, but it's it's kind of like a very messy uh, place. Um, I'm not sure. I don't remember exactly if it was because it's still kind of like a like a. Well, it's it's basically a field of debris, and and the idea is that uh, the station is uh, kind of like orbiting the star. And it kind of like processes uh, a lot of the uh, a lot of this debris that's floating to feed a machine uh, in at its core, the the core of the station. And the core of the station kind of provides energy for all the surroundings uh, inside of it. Uh, And uh, near to the core, uh, this uh, civilization has kind of sprung and and, and is starting to uh spread uh, across the station uh, right so from the get go you you kind of have this uh very otherworldly uh setting uh that is all completely self-contained so there you're not going to see space battles or, or any sort of like inter uh like interstellar travel thing it's it's very it's very easy to manage in, in a, 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 like, uh, with regards to, like, what's happening inside. It's very self-contained. Uh, and the idea is that uh, it works a lot with a, a sort of, like, a gradient. Uh, the, the setting is a gradient where you have the antumbra, which is the locales that are closer to the core that have the full access to the core's power, and, uh, like, completely, like, fully working uh, life support systems. And then you have, you start basically kind of wandering away from the core and you find the penumbra, which is, which are the places in the middle where uh, light starts to grow dim and things start to like not work properly. And then the umbra that is kind of like the this place beyond where there's mostly darkness and where the artificial gravity of the the station which plays a major role in uh, in the game setting uh kind of crushes everything uh, in a way uh so that's that's the that's the gist of it Let's say
0: wow <laughs> um so yeah that's a that's a that's an elevator pitch that's uh that's, mm-hmm. a, that's a cool, uh, uh, that's a cool, interesting, I, I do, I do also enjoy that you, you pull away from, um, you know, the, the general tropes of like, it's a science fiction game. Therefore, you know, you might have fighter pilot jocks and, you know, you're, you're, you're like smugglers um, and the like, space not, opera. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Right. This is, this is like, that's one of the things I I guess I kind of want to make sure that people understand is that like, this is science fiction. This isn't space opera. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah, no,
1: totally. Um, yeah. Go,
0: go on. Oh, no. I was going to say, like, like, did you want to expand on kind of that?
1: Uh, yeah, maybe uh, the that that whole thing about like artificial gravity and and how because the idea that you have these three regions, uh, I've, I've kind of gone through some uh, some work to basically uh, delineate the main difference with them and the fact that uh, the place that is close to the core is is kind of like an eden the, the fact that you, each uh, each kind of like pocket of humanity that that lives there uh, uh, has all of their needs covered basically mm. uh I, I you could say that they live in a post scarcity thing but there was never scarcity to begin uh, sure. with there uh, so there's that um and i think that it's it's really cool to work with uh this idea that they get to a certain place and they actually find themselves clashing with the ideas of scarcity mm-hmm. and as you go uh, artificial gravity starts kicking in and you see that people change physiologically they uh they find themselves um coming up with strange ideas and and of course within their ingenuity with uh explanations to why is it that the world is crushing them why is it that the lights are flickering here why is it that this uh darkness encroaches from outside and and kind of seeps into their world uh so working with with all of that i think it's uh it's really interesting uh they the the fact that people don't know what's outside it kind of gives you this kind of like a uh, allegory of the cave uh, Plato style uh, <laughs> setting uh, and a lot of ideas to kind of work with uh, with yeah
0: <laughs> and and one of the one of the elements that kind of I think brings in that that isolating factor is you know when when the art shows uh, a, a human with a creature of some other kind, all the creatures are mechanical. Um, so there's, there's no other life form, correct? Uh,
1: so th- there are life forms. Uh, okay. And, and so you have kind of like the, the, the uh, automatons, so the the, the machines, mm-hmm. uh, which are a thing in the setting. Uh, and there are life forms. The thing is life forms work uh, in a completely different way as, as, as well, normal, like, Life forms in our world work mm-hmm. uh, there. Uh, I basically wrote about this this concept of uh, bio circuits and and bioelectric life forms. So the idea that the energy that a life form consumes in its life comes straight from the most available resource in the station, which is electric power. Mm-hmm. So uh, their organs and all of their uh, biological systems work like circuits. Their organs work like capacitors. Uh, There's kind of like organs dedicated to resistance and kind of adapting to the currents of the station. And that very simple idea of treating like the system within a, like the the biological system of the creature as a circuit kind of translate into a Big range of like uh, life forms that you'll see in the B series, and and are explained. Uh, And uh, and well, with that we had like assistance of a friend of mine who's an engineer uh, to kind of work through those ideas. But it's 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 basically that. It's um, it's another of those factors that the whole setting conditions. uh, How is it that life works uh, in there?
0: Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah, it's I
0: I. When when you uh, when you said you know my friend who's an engineer in my head I was like oh yeah (laughs) like (laughs) I love I love that idea of of taking something that is uh, you know conceptually strange or 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 just unencountered um, by by Mm -hmm. us and in storytelling and everything and saying. Uh, yeah, this is how this would actually work if this was a real thing, and it it mm-hmm. I, that that layer of of realness, um, I feel like like trying to make this feel real really was a was a was a goal. Uh, yeah, yeah,
1: I I think that like the hard sci-fi part of it uh, is that idea that we're we're kind of trying to work with real concepts, uh, and we're basing those leaps that, that takes us into the fiction part of science fiction, based on uh, kind of logical explanations in a way uh, within what's possible.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, that's amazing. I, it's it's such a such a layered idea. Um, now, I mean, we're you're you're in kickstart now. Um but it sounds like you've Mm -hmm. got the book for the most part covered. Is it is it is it already at this point laid out and um okay. Uh but you want to make it prettier, obviously. So so hey all 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 the lounge listeners, all the lounge lizards out there, uh, you know, give give Frederico money. Um You know, I'm not going to be subtle about it. This is your time. I, I want you to get money for it. Cool. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, what uh, What do you see as as next for it? You, you know, are, are there ideas that you have beyond? I have to assume that there are ideas that you have beyond this the the initial product.
1: Uh, Well, yeah, I mean, uh, I think that uh, depending on the response, uh, if people like the game, if they enjoy it, um, I would love to work on uh, kind of like any sort of source book that would expand the setting and that would expand kind of like the the opportunities that we're giving them to narrate and and to play around with the narrative of the game. Uh, Of course, there's other ideas for games. Uh, Now, I, I generally, like uh to to kick things or kind of like uh, kick things uh with like a game uh based on a certain theme so like we spoke about uh, before about memory and artificiality or or kind of like concepts of nature and and how that works Mm -hmm. so it it generally depends for me to to like to tackle a new project i have to have a very kind of solid theme uh Kind of digest it and 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 work through uh, for me to tackle. So until that's done, uh, I would like to yeah see the see the feedback uh, from people regarding Nibiru and uh, basically just work from there and see what is it that people would like to to see the most uh, with regards to the setting. Yeah. Uh, one of the one of the pledges that we that that we did in in the Kickstarter uh kind of relates to that where I, I was trying to like gauge the interest of, of of people on the three different regions that we described before uh, and see which one is is the one that garners the most attention mm-hmm. yeah
0: cool and so yeah so i mean and and i mean you're you're never going to lose if your if your basic approach to uh making something is um I want to see what the feedback is on it and and then I'll make more of that. Yeah, that's
1: good.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you're 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 building in your your uh your audience there. Um
1: yeah, of course. Uh then then again uh, if if it's ideas for other games, yes, I I do like I think that's something that uh, you you always have mm-hmm. uh solid ideas. I probably have one and I'll have to kind of work with uh and I'm sure it will not will have no dice uh and uh you know I I I want to it, the, the 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 thing is like any of these projects like I've been working in Nibiru for like 2 years yeah they take so long that if you don't really uh try to do something original both with the world and with the mechanics uh, and something that is really worth all of the time and, and the investment of energy that it takes is not worth it. So you kind of have to to come to a place where you know that the idea that you want to tackle is really worth all of that effort, uh, and then put it. Uh, so that's that's the main thing uh, when it comes to like taking a new uh, step towards the future. I think. I well, that's
0: it's been my experience. Um. And since I started doing this show uh, you know which which' we're, we're almost on a year here um, mm-hmm. i've you know I went from eh, I kind of created my my one game, and I'm kind of happy with that to oh no, I think I want a game I want make a, a game and you know, make a setting and the the most important skill that I have learned in developing it is using the eraser <laughs> Because yeah. like, exactly, you know, not getting so precious about, about elements of it when, when I go through it and go, oh, you know, man, maybe, or if I talk with somebody about it and saying, and they say, I don't know if this is great. Like, no matter what it is, if it's, if it's, it, it ha- you have to be ready to, to edit that, um,
1: Yeah. Ask, ask for feedback. That's, that's so important. Just asking for a lot of feedback.
0: It's well, and that's, you know, I think that's part of, of role playing games in general. Um, Mm -hmm. you know, when we, when we run games, when we we game master games, um, I I think that like I've played with game masters that don't want any feedback uh, mm-hmm. and I and let's just say I haven't played for long with a game. It's just I don't want any feedback. Yeah, you know. <laughs> um, but it. But I think that that's a that's an important part of it. I, you mentioned that you went to uh, London to act. Um, yeah, and I also uh, do some performance. I'm a, a improv comedian. <laughs> uh, and I've been doing that for almost twenty years now. Um and have you found that the skills that you've that, that you developed for acting uh, uh, parallel with a lot of the skills that you use in um, in gaming either running games or game design uh,
1: most certainly for running games mm-hmm. uh, and and also for well, for for playing games uh, i my, my regular game um, uh, that basically I run, which is a, a Vampire the Requiem game. Uh, mm-hmm. game. Uh, it, it, everyone is uh, is basically a professional actor in, <laughs> in that uh, in that game. All of the players, uh, and uh, it it does. It's it's so it it, it completely translates uh, for sure. Mm-hmm. When it comes to uh, when it comes to actual design of the game, I think that maybe any kind of uh any kind of idea that you would uh, that you would ident- identify as inspiring uh can be translated uh across uh disciplines mm-hmm. uh, so uh something as simple as giving a given like an archetype or some sort of like uh like a backdrop for what you're writing so coming up with that archetype and or, or have an idea of of the of the setting uh, where you're at. It's going to help uh, give gravitas to your lines if, if you're acting, I guess. Uh, and it's also going to help you while gaming. And it's also going to help you write good story hooks uh, when, when you're writing a game or something like that. Uh, there's a lot of cross-pollination that happens between disciplines, because we're all creatives. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think uh, when it comes to like direct translation uh, from like acting skills to to actual gaming and, and game mastering uh, that's probably the most direct uh, that's that's for sure uh, huh. something that that I've seen uh, yeah
0: mm-hmm. that's that's cool that's it's uh, uh, um, it's one of those things that uh, that that even personally I struggle to, to kind of quantify like like what skills I'm using where um, so um, yeah that makes that makes a difference a lot of sense i'm i'm super intrigued i i almost just want to ask about stories from your gaming table now because of a, a group of professional actors uh playing vampire the requiem um sounds like an awesome uh, an
1: awesome it time. is <laughs> it is awesome um i think that more than stories, because uh, also I, I wouldn't want to spoil my play here. Of course, uh, uh, I think uh, it's mostly about certain attitudes mm-hmm. uh, and the and the flow of of the game and and how it it, it kind of uh, and how how the game flows. Uh, so basically, I think that uh, games and 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 the and the rules that certain games impose. Um, are used to structure the narrative and are used to um, uh, basically give you some sort of like order of action so that you can put your ideas uh, into that order so that it, they're easier to to translate into a table. Uh, with actors, what you find is that they they come in and they completely own the table they take the spotlight and they take it from each other and they pass it around and at some points it feels like you as the game master are not there which is amazing i love it i absolutely adore it the fact that i could i i, I sometimes it happens that i'm like okay guys i'm going to go to the toilet and i'm going to go back and they're still talking they're still on character and they and they will continue to do this and uh, of course at some point i i gotta be like okay guys so uh the scene uh is kind of coming to a close uh because if you uh, if you leave them they, they'll continue to speak in character and kind of devise all of their plans and and their uh and basically yeah just just uh getting immersed uh they're, they're just great uh when it comes to immersion uh so they they definitely provide a, a different feel from your standard um one shot at the club or one shot at the convention kind of game mm
0: mm-hmm. i I can imagine and i've uh you know the storyteller system in general is such a um, it, it's such a good tool to utilize to get those like like player moments um i I can remember playing in a um a vampire dark ages game. And Mm -hmm. the game master didn't have to really do much like he just kind of determined what was going on in the rest of the world and he would throw in some things. But mostly we just kind of, you know, manipulated events against one another Um not really in mm-hmm. necessarily antagonistic ways or anything, but he was able to kind of just sit back and kind of let ever let every, let all the chaos happen and then say and then like, oh well this is how this happens, you know, once in a while. Um so I would I would imagine with people that that are uh you know, actor personalities that, that would be that would be more so that's gotta be a ton of fun for you.
1: <laughs> yeah. It, it it is it is yeah, and it's very easy to run.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, and for any of those players who are listening, um, once we stop recording, uh, Frederico is going to tell me everything that's going to happen in your campaign. So, um, <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> um, most certainly. <laughs> um,
0: now you do. Uh, you work. You, you mentioned you work for Modifius. Um which I feel like had I done five more minutes of research, I probably would have gotten to that point. Uh, what What have you worked on there?
1: Well, I entered there uh, working as an assistant developer uh, doing uh, Fallout Wasteland Warfare, the miniature game. Okay. Uh, then I transitioned uh, for a time to Siege of the Citadel, uh, the, the game that was Kickstarted uh and then i moved uh fully like into the uh assistant line manager role in the rpg department so now i exclusively work on rpgs um and uh unfortunately i can't tell you the <laughs> game that i've been working on there um but uh yes uh it's 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 basically uh, what I had envisioned doing mainly when I when I got in. Uh, that's so yeah, that's that's going well, I guess.
0: That's mm-hmm. fantastic. I mean, congratulations. What what advice Thanks. do you have for people that um, that do want to work in in the game industry beyond, you know? I mean, I talk to a lot of like indie game developers and stuff like that, but you your career is in that, and and you're able to yeah. kind of develop your own thing. What advice would you have for people that want to have a career in game design?
1: Uh well, first uh finish your game. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> That's good.
0: <laughs>
1: yeah. I mean, it it it's great that you show me these notes of, of these amazing uh setting that you've been working on for the last 10 years, but you got to finish your uh, your game, man. Uh, yeah. And and sometimes that thing uh that means um, that you're going to have to invest a lot of your, uh, n- not just your personal time, but, uh, and it is kind of like also time, but your money, uh, on it. Uh, it's, it's, uh, it's kind sa- of a sacrifice. Uh, I, if you think about it, I, I arrived in, in London, uh, about three years ago. I was 23. I had no university degree of, of any kind. So you're going, I, I was like, okay, I'm going to have, work the shitty call center job or something like that and uh, all of the stuff that that comes after food and rent uh it went towards art production Mm -hmm. and uh you you need to be ready to to kind of sacrifice uh if if you want to basically compete uh with the bigger titles because for example something uh something like art art has been increasingly uh kind of like uh, gaining a lot of importance in the industry mm-hmm. uh, as of late with the with the coming of like the the swedish giants uh and uh, basically all of the tales from the loop and and mm-hmm. and the big kind of like budget games they they have they have a they have a really big uh, art budget compared to to the old school um uh so you have to make that investment you have to uh, learn a lot of skills and 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 not be afraid to learn lot, lots of skills that you would generally uh, um, not be interested in. Because uh, because because that's the other thing. If uh, if you think that just by writing uh, you're done, that's that's just like this is one of of the uh, of the parts. So it's it's a very uh you kind of have to develop a, a very wide range of of skills mm-hmm. uh if you if you want to do your own thing uh and then network network a lot uh, just get involved with with your community uh and uh if if you're an overall good person you know you uh, you i guess you can get places but then it's 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 also very hard uh industry to actually make a living out of. You you don't go into this industry if you want to uh you know, I don't know, uh what's I don't know get get three cars. If you want I don't know the, if you what's a Lambo, yeah. You're not gonna go exactly. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Um I I mean and and that's I, I I've heard that iterated a lot, like, you know. Um, you gotta love it. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. You know, you gotta you gotta love it, but but you have to be willing to take feedback on that love. <laughs> so um, that's okay, that's which is super hard. Oh, yeah. It's super
1: hard, even for uh, very well established designers. Yeah. Because uh, cause they're so invested, that the the game is their baby, basically.
0: Yeah. So yeah. <laughs> Let me ask you this. This is kind of a, a maybe a, a, a unique question, um, and and it, it's coming from me as I feel like I'm someone that is fairly thick-skinned in general. Um, mm-hmm. But if you were to ask me how I developed a thick skin, I would not be able to tell you. <laughs> I feel like I've just kind of always, you know, had that. Um, yeah. How would how would somebody develop? that like, like, let's say, let's say I'm someone that I have all my designs and I have all my cool stuff. And, you know, I've been working on this for a while. Um, Maybe I have put the work in and everything. And I start showing it to people and they say, yeah, but here's some stuff that's not great about it. And it really upsets me. Like, how do I develop? Well, first, let me ask you, do you know how you would develop that
1: that aspect? I that? <laughs> that that that's a tough question. I actually don't know uh, how you okay. would develop that. I'm, um, I'm I gonna think that gonna I think that you can save yourself some pain. Yeah. By doing a lot of research. Okay. Uh, and 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 basically talking to people. Uh, well, for example, um, I I learned a lot uh, listening to podcasts uh during during the first year that mm. I was here uh including the misdirect mark podcast yeah. Uh, nice and fun. yeah yeah no certainly um and i think there's there's a lot of of insight that you can get like the information is out there we we have we have so we have such a wide uh access to to information and to sources that you can use uh for learning um it, it also depends a lot on what you want out of the industry because you can go into the industry being like okay i want to do something that it's easy to do like i don't know a well i, I think maybe it's it's easy to do which is uh i don't know an, an adaptation from like a, a third edition dnd to mm-hmm. fifth edition or something like that or you can do basically something that or, or try to attempt to do something that's that's completely new or something like that so you kind of have to first maybe identify what is it that you want to do
0: mm-hmm.
1: and then uh, research and and get informed and and basically read a lot and uh, and and try to get in the mindset of, of why is it that you want to do it this way and what is it that you need um i had a very uh, I had one of these kind of like humbling conversations uh, at some point uh, around the beginning of, of of the development cycle for Nibiru, uh with a friend um, and I basically told him yeah uh, like the, the the memories they should be like associated for, with like a skill so I'm going to come up with like a skill list and he basically was like why why a skill list why why do we need that yeah. And and then I, I, I thought about it and I was like, to be honest, yeah, I mean, uh, if people say they're jumping to that platform over there or trying to convince someone, they know what they're doing. <laughs> I don't need <laughs> to tell them that this is persuasion or something like that. So, yeah, let's get rid of skills. <laughs> uh, and, and and it's insane because um, that, that's the other thing. It's not just about learning something, but learning to unlearn. Or, or unlearning what you know so that you can come up with new ideas. Because sometimes the, the, the thing is, uh, um, we've played twenty, thirty, forty different systems, and they they all work with common concepts most of the times uh, that are embedded in us. Mm-hmm. So it's good to do some deconstruction on that. So,
0: yeah. And and I, I think that goes back to the the willingness to say you know to to ask yourself the question over and over again <clears throat> I was gonna say i'm gonna straight up tell you that's that's the hardest question I think I've ever asked on this show ever um because you know i i like i i I can't tell you where it was that i or at what point I decided that when somebody told me I wasn't good at something i instead of getting upset about it and, and sulking, I decided to just get, see what I could do to get better at it, you know? Mm. Um, but, but it, it is a, it is a, a a factor of it. And, um, I, I have to say, like, I I think if someone's out there who, who just doesn't have that, um, you know, I, I would, I would love to, I, I don't know. I don't know how you would develop a thick skin. Um, mm. It's, I, I guess. think
1: it's, yeah. Hey, hey, hey. It, it it might be about like balancing motivation, because mm. uh, when when you when you start to basically get informed, uh, you you do some steps, some steps, yeah, that they, they might be missteps, but uh, at some point you you are going to get something right. So the things that you get right and that you get feedback about. Uh, are the things that fuel the motivation that gets you through the bad feedback, or, or, or the or the feedback that kind of tells you, okay, you you are not may, maybe this is not the best way to do it or something like that. Um, but of course, get that good feedback. You kind of have to do some some of your research and and kind of uh, start coming up with things that make sense in a way. Uh, I don't know.
0: Do you, think it, do you think that maybe a big part of that, though, is is distilling what you have down to the most basic idea? Like, like basically yes. saying, this, from this thing that I have in my head, I, I'm distilling it down to the most basic thing. This is the hill I die on. And everything else can be in question.
1: Yes, totally. Okay. Uh, that that's that's that. Well, that that's hitting the nail on, the, on its head. Because for example, um, when when it comes to complexity, uh, I I've i frequ- frequented like a lot lots of forums about design and and, and basically yeah, game design uh, mm-hmm. and game development. And a lot of people that come in with an idea of the game uh, for the, the the starters, the, the people that are st- just starting out. They they basically uh you you kind of want to ask them why is it that they're that they want to do the game, what what's the what's the objective of the game, uh and what's the um and what's what makes the game special? Because a lot of the time uh the pitch uh the, the pitch jumps, basic ideas about like um task resolution or something like that. They say it uses these dice and you do this but and you get this very specific skill and and they uh, wax for like uh two three paragraphs about how this very specific skill works and i think that sometimes it's uh it's a matter of trying to, to distill the basics and to tear everything down and uh and start building with like these small blocks and to ask yourself why is it that i'm using this thing here why is it that I'm using a 10-sided die instead of a 12-sided die? Why is it that I'm using mm-hmm. a 4-sided die? Uh it's uh it's about asking yourself and, and kind of thinking through each choice that you do uh maybe and and taking things from from the basics upwards. Yeah. Cool. I think we got there, Frederico. <laughs>
0: okay. I I I, mm-hmm. I I feel so good about that answer. Um <laughs> uh, I, I feel like we've, we've broken a code, uh, in some way. Um, so, uh, yeah, I, I, I also, uh, was excited to look at, I, I just happened to look at the screen while you were, you were speaking there and I saw the, the number go up for your, um, for your, uh, your, your total, uh, Mm-hmm. I I think um I think that's going to keep going up, man. <laughs>
1: yes, yeah, likely. If if I do my job uh right, yeah. <laughs> it should.
0: Yeah. And and you deserve it. I think I think you're you're putting you've put together a really cool product um with, with a really cool um I love the setting. Um mm-hmm. and I love the system and I love that they they speak to one another so closely. Um and and that's that's just a a great element and i think you're going to get a lot of people asking you to use that system too
1: <laughs> yeah that that's likely but yeah th- thanks for that
0: oh of course man um mm-hmm. anything anything you kind of want to close on anything uh any last words you want to get out there you know uh, um um
1: well, if, if you guys like the game, of course, uh, back it. <laughs> yeah. And outside of that, uh, I think that maybe, um, there's this one thing I always like to talk about, uh, when it comes to this game, which is, uh, um, it, it, it kind of parts from one of my frustrations with, uh, with other, uh, systems. Okay. Which is, I think that at some, uh, some systems have really interesting sub-mechanics uh, or subsystems built within. Um, generally, um, the, the, these are like parts of the system that are not about the, the classic task resolution or, or or something like that, but it's like a bit in there that's just like a stroke of genius. Uh, and I think that one of the things I wanted to do with, with Nibiru was kind of condense the whole task resolution and the more mechanical or procedural side of mechanics into a very basic thing and then just work everything within the memo system and and the writing thing. Mm -hmm. Um, And one of the things that I uh, kind of did with that was uh, revelations. So revelations are a kind of like reward for you uh, getting to the end of a journal page after writing eight memories which uh, changes the way in which you write those memories. Uh, so, uh, for example, one revelation could uh, say Revelation of the Poet. Uh, from now on, if you write your memory in rhyme, you get uh, like a bonus or something like that. Uh, if you leave like uh, one, one, if you make it so that your recollections don't end at the end and, and you kind of like work through a small story arc across the collections, Depending on the length, when you finish that story, you, you get a bonus that uh, equates to the length, uh, and all of these li- different kind of like mechanical snippets that you get at the end of each journal page uh, that kind of uh, give more meaning, uh, meaningfulness, uh, more meaning to to what you write, uh, whether it's by doing one of those things or, or kind of like plucking one of the characters you've written about from a memory and putting in the story uh it's uh I, I think that's one of the things that that people are going to enjoy the most uh yeah mm-hmm.
0: that's that's amazing that's so cool um <laughs> uh wow um that's such a fun idea too um that's I, I mean the the idea of see and this is this is you know this i i, I think that this this game like like it helps you kind of teach yourself things while you're playing it uh and 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 that i kind of got that idea initially and then you 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 brought up that the the revelation aspect of it and i -hmm. think i think it kind of proved my my theory there um so hopefully yeah (laughs) (laughs) um well that's fantastic uh this has been an absolute pleasure um
1: Cool, cool. Yeah, same
0: to me. Uh, everybody, go out and uh, buy Nibiru, um, or, or sorry, back Neb- Nibiru, um, which is is also buying it. Um, are you doing any like? Uh, are you running anything on Gauntlet or anything like that?
1: I have no idea what Gauntlet is. <laughs> oh, uh,
0: well, you know what? Um, we'll we'll uh, I'll talk about that after we kind of stop recording. Um, okay, cool. I know I know my listeners know what Gauntlet is because I interviewed uh <laughs> uh the Jason Cordova who, who runs it. So um mm-hmm. but um yeah, I, I, any conventions that you've got coming up or anything?
1: Uh well uh I've been doing uh Dragon Meat uh in London and UK Games Expo uh in the past few years, uh and hopefully that will continue uh for sure. Uh, i mean i'd love to finally have something to show in the stand like an actual product to sell yeah uh and and that's going to be the case uh fortunately so yeah uh definitely i i do like doing conventions so uh, i will definitely be there
0: Mm -hmm. hopefully we'll get you over to the states too and
1: and oh i'd love to i would love to
0: yeah (laughs) awesome um well thanks so much for coming on the lounge um at the end of each show uh, I like to tell my listeners, the Lounge Lizards, to stay classy. Uh, would you mind doing the honors?
1: Yes. So, Lounge listeners, please stay classy. Beautiful.
0: And you do, you do stay classy, my Lounge Lizards. Thank you, Frederico, for coming on. Frederico Sones from Arcona Media. Media. Nibru is his game. Um, I mean, how cool does that sound, right? Don't you want to play it right now? I want to play it right now. I want to play it with you right now. Um, You can check him out. Arokana one on Twitter. It's A-R-A-U-K-A-N-A 1. You can look up Nibru on Facebook. Um, Frederico, his personal... Twitter is fsohns, S-O-H-N-S, and of course, you can look up Nibru on Kickstarter as well, and, uh, and check out all those links in the show notes. As I mentioned before, uh, this is my season finale. Um, thank you for the last 20 episodes. Thanks for checking it out. Thanks for listening. Um... I would actually also like to thank a few people. Uh, Jason Pitt, Craig Campbell, Bo Sheldon, times two, actually, um, Wayne Chang, Whitney Delaglio Um, <laughs> Tracy Barnett, Lena Richter, James D'Amato, Laura Wood, Aaron Reed, Phil Vecchion, Aloy Lasanta, Alex Roberts, and Liz cool. The Lounge is a misdirected mark production. The media arm of encoded designs there's a bunch of great shows including this brand new one bonus experience ray and monica are two old friends exploring gameplay and design through the lens of diversity while also sharing some of the dumbest humor gaming has to offer i would contest that i feel like that's a challenge We've also got some great patrons, I'm going to thank a bunch right now, Space Rhino, Steve Bissonette, The Closet Gamer, Troy Pickleman, Tim McCoy, Wayne Peterson, Emily, Jeremy Marr, and John Arcadian, some of these people you might be hearing in season 2 of The Lounge. My theme is, and so it begins by artificial music used by creative commons 3.0 and i can't wait to see you next season i can't wait to talk to you i can't wait to talk to some amazing people i'm looking forward to some of the changes that are going to be coming but you know what's not going to change you because you're amazing just the way you are and we'll see you soon